Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Crossfire Podcast, episode number 55. Today we have Lorraine um, who joins us for the podcast to share her story. Extraordinary people doing, no, ordinary people doing extraordinary things is what I was meant to say. I can be extraordinary. You can be extraordinary. <laughs> yeah, there we go. You are, in fact, you are. Um, so Lorraine, what originally, uh, I guess a lot of people wanted to know was what brought you first to, to Crossfire Harrow? My husband. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so it was, I mean, we didn't know anything about CrossFit, if I'm honest yeah. with you. Didn't know it existed. We wish we did a lot earlier than we had. A lot of people say in general they wish they found CrossFit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we've definitely come to it late, but it was him originally who, um, I guess, saw it advertised and then um, started to go to a box near where he worked in Hammersmith, actually. Um, and then, you know, he was doing it for, I'd say about a year before I started getting mm. involved, but he kept talking about it and talking about it and I could see how much he was enjoying it. And then um, that's when we sourced out Harrow and something local to me so that I could start doing it. So um, at what point in that did you think like, he's enjoying it, I might? Like, what was it? Because it, it, was it was a while, yeah? It was, about it was a while, yeah. It was a while. I was just continuing doing what I was doing exercise-wise as normal. But he, um, he had, I guess his mind on exercise had shifted to the benefit of doing all of the CrossFit exercises versus the boredom of maybe doing an hour running yeah, yeah, yeah. or an hour on a, a machine. Yeah. And I had, I was very much in that zone still. So it took me, it takes me a while to yeah. move out uh, and try something different. And I guess that's the thing to get people to try something different. Yeah, people not... are so used to mm. doing what they're doing and thinking that's okay. It's the whole change as well. It's the like, whole change. Yeah. So um, he just encouraged me to try it. I mean, I guess that, that is ultimately the thing. He encouraged yeah. me to try it. Um, he brought me, I think it was was probably Hammersmith that I went to first, first yeah, yeah. because I was working locally in Knightsbridge, so it wasn't actually a hard place to go to. Um, and I ha and, th and then we came to Harrow as well. And started getting a few workouts. Started in. getting a few workouts. Um, and I must say, I got off to a bit of a false start mm. because um, within the first couple of months, I um, got tennis elbow. Okay. Um, and I was finding it very difficult even doing it and then got the tennis elbow. Did that knock your confidence? A yes, bit? totally. And then it was almost like, oh no, it's not for me. It's not for me. Um, because of the injury? Because of the injury. And then um, I was so confused with the, with the movements and, and I was like, I'll never get this. And yeah. you feel constantly behind. Um, but I got over the injury and it took a, a while. And then I, I went back, I tried it again, again through Dome's encouragement um, to try it. And it was a totally different feel the second time back. And I don't know what clicked. Okay. That was, something that was clicked yeah. the second time. And either I was more mentally in the right place and mm -hmm. zone for it. Um, but I started enjoying it more and I didn't put any pressure on myself to have all the movements or, and no one in the gym in CrossFit does actually. That's yeah, the yeah. nice thing about There's no CrossFit. external There's pressure. No really. pressure, 
everyone starts at their own level and everyone mm-hmm. builds up. And, um, and I guess I was in the zone of tiny improvements, whether it's heavier weights or just getting your technique right, was motivating enough. Mm-hmm. Um, then helped by the fact that I spent the summer in Spain and was able to do CrossFit Well, yeah, there. I was going to get into that, yeah, because that would have had a massive, um, that would have been a massive boost for you, right? Yeah. Um, so through the period of, well, before we went into kind of a bit of lockdown, you went out to, to Spain and, that and had the, uh, the opportunity to train pretty, pretty consistently, right? And you obviously the warm I weather. I did five days a week there because yeah. I was off and it was part of my, it was just so part of but my But as a family team. as well became... As a family. Yeah. I mean, and that's the other thing with CrossFit. We, we have treated it like a family activity now. Because mm. um, the boys are into it massively. Massively. Um, I mean, they dread it. Like they dread the crop physically, but that's only fun because yeah, they know I, it's hard work. Yeah, I, I, to be, I, I think we all dread it. We all dread it, right? We all dread the cross the days, but then the satisfaction when it's done and how you feel afterwards mm. is that nothing beats that. Yeah. But I think that, that's that's probably, I mean, when you make it a family activity, that's it's where it's more to sustainable yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. I think that people will keep. Yeah. Together we're doing keep it. Keep together. And longevity in it as well. Yeah. So we do, like we do it as a family. We do partner wads as a family and then we pick a kid each. I often get messages from Donal. He sends me the workouts that he's done and the boys are beating him or whatever. And I'm saying, Donal, you got, you got to step it up a little bit. Well, I am at that stage where they're lift, they're, they're just overtaking me. Yeah, yeah. On but, but it's good for them, I guess. It is. Yeah. It gives them the motivation to, you know, exceed. Oh, I'm better than mum and dad. I'm doing more than mum and dad. Like it's, it's, it's yeah. perfect. It's a great step into like moving into adulthood too, in terms of like, being, yeah. I, I think anyway, being around fitness. Yeah, I mean, look, they're they're football mad, and they've given up football to do CrossFit. Yeah, well, which is a huge thing. It, it is, and I, to some degree, think that's quite a sensible decision because I think most males growing up, one of their dreams is I want to be a professional footballer. Oh yeah, uh, and the reality will set in that, or you know, at some point that it's not going to happen. So actually, go and explore activities that don't stop playing football because you enjoy it, but go and see other things. It doesn't have to be CrossFit; it'll be whatever it else it be. But yeah, yeah, and it's funny because their friends, when they're because their friends are like, oh, come back to football, and they're like, I hear them talking to them, and they're like, no, no, we do CrossFit, and you know, but <laughs> it, it's funny trying to get them to explain what it is. I haven't really got that piece yeah, yeah. yet, you know, in terms of knowing it's how just, to describe it. They've just got that. to do it. They just they, yeah. the easiest way to say when someone asks what CrossFit is is just just try just it. Just try yeah. it. Just try it, and you'll find out exactly what it is. Yeah. Um. So let's go. Let's talk about the journey, like getting into to exercise originally. Like how, at what point in your life has exercise always been a thing of your, of your life, or is it not? It's always been a thing. Uh, and, you know, married to someone because he. he it, it, you know, you kind of have to. Um, yeah. But but I haven't always been as dedicated to it. So I've been hit and miss. So I go, I would go, I'd go through phases yeah, yeah, like yeah. everyone, I yeah. guess. Um. So, and and I guess it's just the monotony of some of the exercises mm. and um, that you just get tired of. Whereas that never happens with CrossFit yeah. because you've so much to learn. And you're always trying new skills mm. and there's such a variety and you just, you know, it just keeps it, keeps it fresh. And you don't have to be good at everything either. That's the other thing. Everyone 
will have you know I'm, I'm not good at the gymnastics side of things you know it's hard when you're an adult coming yeah. in learning some of that stuff when your flexibility isn't there but you know it's all little things and just doing a handstand yeah, yeah. or doing one is is a remarkable thing and it's just that building on one to do yeah then two become three three become four rather than one becomes ten it doesn't have to yeah be yeah um but you've got a journey yourself that you started uh, a bit of a like psychological transformation yeah. within you. Uh, I call it my midlife crisis. Your midlife crisis. Okay, we'll, yeah. we'll go with that. My midlife crisis Let's talk 45. About the, let's talk about the midlife crisis. Um, yeah, so I gave, at the start of lockdown, I made the decision to um, give up alcohol. Um, not really putting myself under any pressure. Okay. I did it on April Fool's Day, which is kind of... Was a, treating it as a bit of a joke. <laughs> treating it as a bit of a joke. Um, but not putting myself under pressure. I didn't put any timelines. I just said, you know what, I'm going to see where this so, takes so me. So let's do a contrast of like before that decision. So how often would that become part of what you do day to day? How, Drinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, every day if I could get a casually, it. Casually, yeah. um, socially, at home. Um, it had been, it was, you know... It was a habit. It was a huge habit. Yeah, so sort of, it is that social kind of, even like for dinner or when you're out, and it's it's, it's quite like a lot of people. But it's it was more what what was kind of what I was getting tired of though was just drinking at home for the your, sake. for the sake of it. Yeah. It's like because it's just that you come home from work and you had a good day, so you take have a drink. You had a bad day, so yeah, you have a drink. drink. Well, it's equivalent to exercise. People exercise for the sake of exercising and they drink for the sake of drinking. Yeah, like yeah. and I was just tired of it and and you know honestly you know you could you could say that the, you're you know I was kind of like at that point at 45 going I've kind of done my drinking I don't regret a day of it I had loads of fun mm. growing up but I felt it was time to kind of change and it was also I had been on a kind of a uh, nutrition journey as yeah, well I remember we spoke, yeah. before, before that um, well, you started to implement some changes. So I started to implement changes nutritionally, and then it, the alcohol was the last piece. So, and and it, you know, for me, it was like not having to tackle everything at once. And they do say that you know, take wow. things up off in bite sizes mm. and try and uh, tackle things. Yeah. And that's kind of what I did. So I tackled the nutrition side of things, and and then, that was with still that was with no alcohol. That or that was while still that was okay. while drinking. Yeah, 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 and. So, so I got the kind of nutrition, but I was still drinking alcohol. Um, sometimes putting alcohol before food so that I could have my calories. So like okay. that's... And, and how did you... Well, when you were doing that and focus on, on the nutrition side, how did, how, was that, how did that make you feel? What, what changed? Uh, was there any significant changes in terms of like your body, the way Huge you felt? Huge changes. I think I lost two stone. Okay. And felt great amazing but the alcohol was still holding you back. you back yeah and you you don't realize it until you've stopped it, Cut it take it away yeah. you yeah. often don't find like you know when yeah you don't often find that things work let's say as such until you completely take it out and then reintroduce it it's like you can then see the difference between the two of how you felt before how you felt after yeah exactly mm. um and it took a while to really see the benefit because in the first month you don't really see much it's it was longer than that yeah to really see it. I mean, you start to see small things. Um, so I started it and 
I'm over a year now. Wow. Without having had any alcohol. It wasn't what I would call hard to do it because you have, once you set your mind to something, it's you just keep easy. Re- I guess you replicate. So where you said before you were feeling great, it was also just replicating how good you were constantly yeah. feeling. Yeah. And yeah. that's often like, I think maybe like people miss that part is like they can't figure out why they felt so good whether it was because they had a good week's training the good weeks at work but actually there were small little changes that you're just trying to replicate yeah mm. and just that groggy feeling that yeah. you have and you know there's i think with lockdown as well and and exercise and nutrition every, you know, everyone is talking about your man, mental health yeah. uh, well-being and you know alcohol just it's so detriment to all of that. Yeah. And was there any point going through that journey? So starting when you, you know, decided like you're gonna stop drinking that, uh, you thought that mentally it would be quite tough or like any mental challenges along the way? Um, any like weaker days they thought, oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, there there was there was, particularly at the beginning, because you're so focused on not doing it that it's it's like telling a child not yeah, to do yeah, something, yeah. that's when they want to do it. But yeah. It where it, it goes and that that feeling and thinking goes. Yeah. So you know, you know, the first couple of months you're constantly counting the days. Um, and I always had a year in my head as my big challenge. I kind of said six months and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do a year now. And it pretty much happened at a good time though as well. It did it? happen but and I think that was the key for me because there was no boundaries with work and the home. Everything was at home. Yeah. Therefore, there wasn't the social aspect either like so, so in many ways it was easier because there wasn't a social aspect, but in many ways it was harder because most of my drinking was at home. Mm. So, yeah. so you kind of, you know, you have to weigh up and I don't really feel like socially I need to have a drink because I'm, I'm, I'm an extrovert anyway. It's yeah. not something I need for confidence. So, yeah. um, and often people do it for the sake often, of like it. Exactly. People have different reasons, reasons for yeah. it, yeah. but yeah, so, so I did make the decision at the start and then with that because it's a hard thing to do and because you know we were heavy drinkers i would say being irish and my husband was a heavy <laughs> drinker and he's a lot bigger than me and can drink a lot more but he has cut down yeah, that was going to be a question i was so there's a family benefit because he's cut down massively i mean i never i i mean i would have laughed if you said to me <laughs> a couple of years ago we'd have something in our house that you can just open a bottle of wine to get a glass out mm. of it and we do now. Yeah, yeah. It would be... And that is you. If you open the bottle, the bottle... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would be when is the second bottle being opened. Because, mm-hmm. like, we've been... That, that's the way we were. But I guess, like, you know, over the years where you built that habit of doing it through socials, doing it through home, it's also now you've undone that habit because you've, that, you've replaced that habit with actually something where you've taken it away, but something different. And the habit has become, by the, by the looks of things, and, you know, working with you over the last couple, couple of months and year, is that you've replaced that with exercise, putting that energy into that, um, your nutrition, just feeling good about yourself and doing things that support that. Yeah, and then, and then I would say, when I gave up the alcohol, because I didn't know, God, will I do this or won't I? Do, you know, do you need other support to, to do something like this? I kind of gave, because it was lockdown, you had to do a lot of it yourself. There, yeah. was, there wasn't any anything else. So what I did was then focus on the mental side of okay. things. And I I had a kind of a routine. So I read a huge amount. On, did you find that helped you? Oh, my goodness. 
huge, like listen to podcasts when I was out walking. I was always trying to educate myself and, and listen to good stories about people having given up alcohol. Now, and a lot of these people were, you know, very ill from it as well. Yeah, because right? there is that opposite end of the spectrum. Where there is actually... that every, there, it, the whole, it is a spectrum. And, you know, I was on it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know. But I was like, I, I, the way I was able to, to knock it was educate myself yeah. on it. So I did huge amount of reading. Um, I'm always nosy about people's lives anyway. So autobiographies are, I love. So I used to get, you know, um, famous people's, uh, sharing their story. And sharing, yeah. you know, Russell Brand was a great one, okay. you know, and he, you know, he's struggled. He's quite a lively character. He's so lively, um, but he's struggled with um, alcohol, drugs and pornography. So he's addicted to all of them. What so, a combination. What a combination. So he, you know, but he's he's about 15 years sober and clean now. But, you know, that was, that took a lot for him and he clearly I mean for me he is an addictive personality I mean that that has to be his well, they're, they're three big um, addictions addictions all, all right to yeah. tackle and he has and and you know he's he's heavily involved in the 12 step program which is the AA mentality um, but just reading about all of that and, and educated me and then I guess the mental well-being side of things was how I, you know, I med I meditated every day, I read every day. Because um, I, I think there's a big difference between mental health and mental well-being, um, and they sometimes get like mental well-being for me is the things that you do to support the the your mindset to encourage you to do better things, the things that make you feel happy. Whilst mental health is often frowned upon as something like quite negative, but actually you're just very aware that there's a feeling about something. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, I guess everyone has to consider mental well-being. Yeah. Because we all have to work on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people don't see Ignore it that it, way. Yeah. Whereas mental health, I guess, is more... Um, when there's, it's when there's like when an issue. Yeah, when there is an issue. But we can act, But your body, I always feel that your body, or mentally, will tell you along the way, it'll give you signs along the way to something you need to address. And whether you learn from that, it's up to you. Yeah, and like, I got the idea that... The, it was your the 60 day yeah, yeah, challenge that helped me a little bit about you know what Organizers. i wanted to do yeah. every day so you that that was a great you Kick know start. head start so you know i have this list of about four or five things that i like to do every day to help with my mental well-being and um you know i f i feel very bad if i don't take all those off mm. and they're not hard things but they're like you know, as I say, that 10 minute meditation, 20 minutes if I have more time, but it doesn't have to be. And that's actually quite a good way that you set yourself up because often it's like, you know, let's say relating back to fitness, someone wants to go to the gym, they're like, right, I'm gonna go six days this week and I'm gonna go for a second workout in the afternoon. You're like, but just start small. And essentially you've started small by just doing the things that are very easy, but actually the satisfaction of being able to tick them off. Amazing. In, yeah, and it just encourages you to keep doing it. Because you're like, well, it's like, it's like five o'clock in the evening and I've managed to do all my bits. Yeah, exactly. Great. And fit them into your day. And like, there's simple things like I take, making sure I take all my vitamins mm. every day. But it's like, again, that's just a habit. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. you need to kind of get yeah. into. You just incorporate it. And incorporate, like drinking two litres of water. I've um, spoke about that in a podcast about 
we're it's, adults and we should be able to drink two to another. Exactly, so, but it's not something that I would have done before, whereas yeah. now it's part of my tasks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a day, and but then, it's the priority thing, isn't it? It's so if you said to someone, thing. often people say I can't drink two and a half liters of water, but if you ask someone to drink two and a half liters of whatever it might be, bottle of wine, uh, <laughs> beers, or you have to do a certain thing by a certain time that allow you to go, like people would do it, it's just where their priorities are. Yeah, exactly. It's how much it means to you at the time, what value it brings to you. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and, and the nice thing about hitting the year, and I was, because I was very regimental about doing everything. Now that I feel like I have everything in control as well, I think the other thing is if, if, if you do have a day where something would slip or you, you weren't able, not to beat yourself up about yeah, it, it because it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. So, like, that's another fine balance mm. you have to learn with yourself, and and it's another balance of not going back to your old ways just because you've missed something or you know you just start again. Yeah, it's, it's really yeah. that simple, and don't be hard on yourself about it. And then it just, doesn't mean you have to do any more the just, next day. You don't no. have to work out anymore. You don't have to yeah. do anything else different. You just go back to what you've done. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and that and that's important because. I think a lot of people think, oh, I've messed it up now. I'll just, you forget about it or yeah. you don't continue You're it. You're only day, like, day four. You're like, oh, fuck it. I'll go back to day one. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, I can't be bothered. I'll wait till next month. Yeah, exactly. Or the next time I feel like I want to do it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, and how, like, obviously, you know, with work, it's a very uh, uh, corporate job. Uh, yes. How have you managed, obviously, over this period of time, um, mental well-being with work and fitness and how you like nutri- like what the things that go in like how what's what have you done differently or have you amended or adjusted anything um well i think being at home has kind of given everyone that more flexibility has, yeah for a lot of people it's helped because it, they're, it, they can cook their own meals they can they can cook their own i mean i mean the the downside is food is available all, all the time, the time. Mm. um so in many ways i think it's almost easier going into the office because you have to bring your own yeah, yeah. food yeah. or you have to think about it. How did you separate yourself from work to you time, being at home? And obviously, like, the, the, the stress or demands of work? Um, it's very difficult, if I'm honest, because um, I work in an environment as well where I cover Asia and LATAM. So if you, the time zones make it really hard. So, but what, so, so your day is, is never nine to five, mm. I would say. But I, you know, I've been 21 years with my firm, so I think I know it well. So that's the other, that gave me a bit of a benefit. Yeah. Um, I think the way I look at things is, I, I don't mind doing things late at night or working kind of odd hours if I have that flexibility in the day if I have been able to get my exercise in and if I have been able to go out for a walk. Because that's the other thing. It's like um, not only just doing your exercise, but actually getting some fresh air every day. It's so um, underrated, just taking it's that. so underrated. And um, so if, if I, I feel happier in myself once I've done things like that in my day, so I just try to, to, to get time to make sure I've done that. Mm. Um, and then I don't mind if I'm on early in the morning with Asia or late at night with, with the US because it's an, it's an American bank. So, But we're getting better as a firm as well about kind of balancing people's time, you know, um, 
people trying not to contact people after seven o'clock trying do to you do you find that like phone off like emails off well or? not everyone like my boss in america was like she has this thing on her email you know i'm not going to contact you or don't respond after 7 p.m because i don't expect you to but yes i get whatsapps at half eight i'm like okay maybe it's 7 p.m in, in america <laughs> I, but see i i get that though i do like because you're setting your expectation of when you want to be at work do you know like no i might not contact you except after seven o'clock and then it's like my discretion if i do but they're not expected to get reply back do you know yeah exactly exactly but then i took a few days off at easter and to be fair as i say as a firm we're trying to make sure we're not contacting contacting people over holidays like when people are off they're off because that's not the way we used to work it's like everyone's available at any time mm. it's like you're expected to kind of dial into meetings and do that so you're not off when that's the case yeah there's but no right even, even working in, a, in that environment there's not really like a switch off point no. no but interestingly i took the i think it was easter thursday and good friday obviously it was off anyway but um my CEO in the business was obviously looking for me and he WhatsApp me, but then he'd obviously sent an email, saw my out of office and refused for me to talk to him. He was like, nope, you're it's out. It's your time. It's your time, yeah. you're out. No, that's good. It's gonna, it's gonna wait. Now that's the first time that's ever happened to me in 21 years. But at least if everyone starts doing that, that's where the change will happen. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I don't work Fridays, which helps um balance things as well with kids and family uh spreading your time spreading even. my yeah, time yeah, yeah, yeah. even though that hasn't worked that great in the last year because being at home being at home okay would that have been different having gone into yes this? because when i'm not in the office you're more out you're you're not as engaged yeah, so yeah. so that is different in lockdown but at the same time if there's balance in the week I tend to don't yeah. mind doing it. Um, what 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 has been your biggest um, lesson along the way on this journey that you've gone from uh, not massively being into fitness, but always kind of been tipping in away? Okay. My massive lesson, um, I think it would be like never like try new things. Yeah. Ne be open minded. And not constantly being like, no, well, it's not for me. And don't beat yourself up over things. And like, as I say, you know, I came back again. I could have easily given up and not come back and just be one of those people that CrossFit isn't for me. Yeah. And then tried something, like, just kept doing yeah. the whole thing. And it just showed don't give up, like, and try things more than once. Because, you know, experiences can be can be different. Yeah, both, both positive and negative. Both positive and negative. Um, yeah. So that's been the big kind of lesson. The other thing I would say is um, around the nutritional piece and the alcohol piece, I guess I really shifted from looking at, you know, always, you know, growing up, it's always about what you eat and what you weigh and how you look. Whereas now I'm more uh, inclined to look at nutrition in terms of performance and helping you, ex helping you actually be better. Yeah, which is, that's a shift. Yeah, which is amazing to hear because often people chase an image, um, but actually, 
when you aim to improve your performance and, and eat to fuel that performance, you, and often byproduct of that is an aesthetic result. However, although we don't, uh, you know, our aim is for everyone in internal happiness. Just I don't, we don't care what people look like; it's how they feel about themselves. But often it does, you know, if you if you focus around the performance element, you get that nutri- you get that outlook yeah. of oh, actually, I, I, I'm in what's deemed as good shape. But you tend to feel naturally better anyway because the food that you're putting in is good food. So yeah. the output that you do, you're going to perform well. Yeah, but that's a real shift in how you think about mm. food. Whereas a lot of women, I would say think about it differently yeah uh but now with crossfit and with doing some of the nutritional challenges um i think about it slightly differently because you also done january i did january's nutrition yeah and that was really eye-opening in terms of that mental shift and how you look at what you're putting in your body yeah um that was again you know because i was doing it i would say that was a you know, it's educating yourself, isn't it? It's all about education and... and uh, I'm not feeling like we've always, like, learned it all. Yeah. Like, there's so much more to learn. Like, all the time, like, even in, in my job, I try to learn as much as I can every day. Exactly. Through experiences with people. Or yeah. through things that I'm, you know, other jobs that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but, it, again, something like that, I would say, benefited the whole family, you know? Because yeah. um, you're on a journey there, you know, I particularly loved your... The daily tasks was amazing because um, that kept the engagement in it mm, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. every day. Uh, you kind of like, A, there was the excitement of what you were going to be asked to do the next day. Uh, the next day and, and, and But then it was actually trying something new and thinking about your different meals and what you could cook and, mm, you that's know. That's good. And then support system wise, obviously I'd say like, it sounds like family uh, has been your support system at the moment. Family has been, yeah, I didn't even tell people I was giving up alcohol, if I'm honest, for months. Because I just didn't know, and as I say, because I didn't um, put on put any pressure on myself, I was like, I had nothing really to say, because it was like, you know, people would be like... Yeah, yeah, why, why are you doing it? Why, nuts. Like, how oh, long? You, you can't do that. Yeah, and I, I didn't have the answers. So I was like, okay, I don't have the answers, so I'm just going to go through this myself. Um... And obviously I talked to Donal about it because he, he knew. Um, and then I was doing all that education. And then as I realized that it was, this is such a huge benefit to me, um, then I started telling people and they were like, oh my God, I mean, literally like, well, if you can give it up, then anybody can. Yeah, And particularly at work. Um, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. If I can do it, anyone can. And it just, sometimes it just gets, it takes someone else to do something or started to get that self-belief to go, well, if they can, then I yeah. can. Mm. It's all about the mind, though. You have to have that mind in the in the place. I mean, initially, when I did it, I'm like, okay, I'm actually going to go to the doctor because if the doctor says that I've done any kind of damage to my liver, then I'll definitely have to. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and I went and got my blood test. They're like, nah, your liver's fine. I was like, <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so I don't have that to fall back on. <laughs> um... But, you know, in a way that kind of spurred me on because it was like, I, I thought I would need it for the, the, the stick yeah, yeah, okay. to kind of go, you need to cop, cop on now. Yeah. Um, like it's bad news that you kind of want it. Exactly, to help yeah, yeah. keep you motivated. But in, in another way, it worked because it's like, okay, so, you know, it's the fact that I haven't done, then it's still good to 
um, yeah. make sure you're keeping keeping healthy, etc. So, yeah, no, that's good. Um, and then, has, I mean, maybe because it's a similar answer before, but obviously being home. But anyone who's or anything that's been really influential to you or over the last like nine months, or is it just like this was a personal thing? It was something I wanted to do for me. Um, there was a support network, but it was ultimately there was nothing outside of that that really inspired me. It was just purely because of me. Yeah, I mean, it sounds a bit... Because often I mean, people look for inspiration from other yeah, people. Yeah, and other people need different things different to be moments. able to do it, yeah. and, and it depends who you are, and it's one of those things where there's no right and wrong in mm. any of it. Everyone needs to find their zone yeah. and what drives them and what help they need. It just so happened that, you know, I what I, what I implemented worked for me. Mm. It won't work for everyone. Um but you need to find that and be open to what works and yeah. and everything i did was just gave me that motivation to keep going how i felt like i was happier i i was happier not drinking and doing crossfit like that that's the you know and when when you're a drinker that's when you know, you know the bad days you then go give yourself excuses to not do crossfit yeah I've had a shit day, I'll have a drink, I won't go yeah. to the gym, I won't go and do an exercise. But it's not, I mean, other people do need a lot more support and a mm. lot more people to talk to. And, you know, I was lucky in that Dawn was very supportive of it because, you know, there's other people that I guess if you're in situations where as a couple you do, you drink a lot together and then one gives up. Yeah. That, that can or one be doesn't really, want to do it. Yeah, yeah, that can be really hard. Mm. Um, so I was lucky in that he was very supportive. So none of that really came into it and it was almost then you know I mean I think anyone who does CrossFit as well is quite competitive and I am quite competitive um so then it was it was a challenge to me to keep going yeah. and you kind of and now it's now it kind of really got into that it was you versus you it was me versus me really yeah, yeah. so I was and and I just anytime I thought of oh I have just one it was like, I, all I could think of was the disappointment in myself that I would feel the next day. Mm. That's all I could think of. So then that was my derailleur. It's like, no. Yeah. Um, so it was literally competing with myself. But it's funny because I said to Dawn recently, I was like, I didn't know how I'd feel once I met the year mark because it's like, well, what am I, what am I challenging? Yeah. yeah, what am I, and I still have, I, I still haven't even thought about having a drink, and I just go. If I've lasted, my mind now is if I've lasted a year, I can. And it, you know, it, it it's funny because it doesn't actually make you feel any better for like doing it. You know, people often go drink, like drinking socially or whatever makes me feel better. It, it might make someone for ten minutes or that hour or a couple of hours that they have having a drink, but instantly the, the next day it's like. Regardless of how much I drank, it's like, it was pointless. Like it was, and know. that's the same, but that's exactly it because that's when I was doing all my reading and stories and people's lives. Um, the buzz is so temporary. Yeah, and it's often very people depend on that to bring out their personality. When actually, really, the reality is, if they put themselves around the same people, similar mindset, that personality would probably naturally come out anyway. Exactly. But it's like a it's like a coping mechanism for a lot of people. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, so what's the uh, what's the plans for you uh, for the next six to twelve months? Have you thought ahead? What you 
what you want from your fitness, what you want from um, the world? Um, I just want to continue getting better at CrossFit, at lifting, at everything. I just, you know, I'm not, I'm not aggressive in my in goals or targets, but you know, just continually improve. I have my benchmark with the boys as well as to what we're doing and, um, and you know, just, just really continue on that same journey with balanced nutrition behind it really. And that's, that's just enjoying you know, the process. Because the, the other thing is, it's like, you don't have to be doing something new all the time. Yeah. And, and Actually maintaining is, is a goal in itself. And that's interesting that you say that people often chase, like, I need something new. Uh, you like don't that yeah. it's not the biggest it shouldn't be it definitely shouldn't be your biggest motivator um, but it, it doesn't have to be something new it can be something that you're repeatedly doing you're exactly. just improving on what you're doing exactly so I think just maintaining now now that I've kind of got both sides the nutrition and the alcohol it's like it's just continuing to see how I can improve um, mm. on everything really amazing Thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. Amazing story. Thank um, you. No for problem. No problem. Training me. It's good to share people's stories and experiences, and hopefully, um, there could be someone that watching this that is. In, and I'm very happy. And that's position. the other thing. I'm, you know, if anyone is struggling or wanting to give up, I'm very happy to help and share my perspectives as well. So I mean, and and you know, in a way, I wish I had someone I could have talked to, maybe. Yeah, mentor. Like, you know, yeah. that's in a similar type doing CrossFit as well, because, um, you know, that that's always good. But I'm very willing to help anyone that wants. Amazing. There you go. There's an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> Join us back next week for another episode of the Postman Podcast.